0: This is a warning to those tuning in to Conjuring Curiosities. This podcast might contain graphic explanations of death and disease, incidents of violence, discussions of injury in extreme depth, infant mortality, and possible mention of other topics and practices throughout the Victorian era that might unsettle, disturb, or possibly harm you and your mental health. If you think yourself steadfast enough, then get comfortable. And thank you for tuning in. Welcome to Conjuring Curiosities, a podcast that delves into the weirdest and most macabre history of the Victorian era. My name is Clara Herbert. And I'm Sabrina, the modern day witch. This is actually the first episode we're recording after the first four have been released. So thank you so much for all the support. It really means a lot and we are so excited to keep this thing going. Yay! What's uh, what's new with you, Sabrina? What's new in the cosmos? So in the cosmos, uh, well... It's the new
1: moon in Aquarius today. Ooh, yay us. Yay. Both Aquarius. <laughs> Aquarii. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, yeah, no. Right now is actually a really good time to start setting intentions, obviously. Like every new moon, you want to do some intention setting for sure um, or manifesting. Um, but it's really good to do that for plans that you have for yourself. If you have any goals that are related to just yourself this is a really good time to start manifesting that um or just exploring any new ideas or approaches in any way as well also if you have any plans to do any humanitarian stuff um obviously like aquarians are the humanitarians of the zodiac so i would say go for it or jump on that opportunity if one arises for you world strike let's go <laughs> <laughs> world- <laughs> yeah world strike why are you striking uh just the fact that we're living in this fucking stupid economy like
0: everything most things
1: Uh, yeah why are you chained to the tree i don't know but i'm
0: here i don't know we just gotta we just gotta get out there you know we or you (laughs) <laughs> True. no
1: we gotta do this together sabrina i just said this is a solo mission bitch <laughs>
0: okay <laughs> my kidding. bad you're right you're right <laughs>
1: no i'm just kidding but i know well aquarians are usually like they enjoy their alone time <laughs> i they, do yeah you they, don't they're basically the hermit card i'm just <laughs> kidding we are we are the star in tarot but like i view it as sometimes the hermit mode so hermit card is relatable for sure we can hermit together Hell yeah. Aw, hermiting. <laughs> Hashtag hermiting. <laughs> i That was such a millennial thing to say.
0: Today's topic is one of my hyper-specific interests of the Victorian era. Honestly, I'm surprised I was able to hold off this long on this one. <laughs> oh, God. I actually did mention this last episode and said it was going to be a topic soon. Ooh. Do you want to guess, Serena? <laughs> no. No, because I... Ouija boards? No. One yeah. of my, like, hyper... Like, very specific niche. I feel like your your specific niche was the hair thing. You love that. That is definitely one of them. But no, there's
1: another thing because. Can I have a hint? Minus that you said in the last episode because I, I obviously do can't do it for a living. Sewing? <laughs> Self loathing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just joking. Sorry,
0: I shouldn't have said that. Okay, drinking I'm, coffee. I've made them, earrings, <laughs>
1: dresses, outfits, uh bags. It's something you wear. Bras, underwear, uh, hair you, elastics. No, you were closer before. <laughs> Bras, underwear. Uh, what? Is oh, it? corsets.
0: Yeah, you got Holy there. Oh shit, baby. <laughs> Yes, we are covering corsets. As someone who sews historical costumes, both as a hobby and professionally, I really had to get all the facts and some of my feelings out about this topic. I was originally going to cover the misconceptions people have about Victorian underwear in general, but I ended up having more than enough material on just corsets, so I'm going to be doing undergarments and other clothing misconceptions next episode. I have also been informed that most people don't listen to podcasts as much as I do, so hour-long or more episodes aren't what most people prefer, so after this episode, I will be trying to keep my notes shorter, which is kind of a win-win situation, honestly. I mean, I'm definitely the one that said that. (laughs) Yeah, I just constantly have podcasts playing in my ear whenever I'm being remotely productive. So if there's like a three hour long podcast, I'm like, great. But it's certainly a lot more work to make a three hour podcast. So we will not be doing that.
1: Yeah, no, I feel like anything longer than 20 minutes for me is kind of (laughs) (laughs) my
0: attention span goes like I just can't. I think we're just at two opposite extremes of the spectrum, so it's going to be longer than 20 minutes, but I'm going to try to keep them under an hour from now on. This topic in particular, I just couldn't keep it short enough, so we'll see. I just need to get it, like, out there. I need to get this one out there because it's in my brain, and then we can move on. (laughs) Oh, God. Okay, let's drink some more coffee and let's get talking. Hell yeah. Okay. Okay. Like a lot of things in history, corsets have been simplified to one narrative. They are a topic that I and a lot of the historical costume community believe have been misconstrued, so this will be a rare episode where I am partially defending the Victorians' choices. Don't worry, though, there is certainly still a lot of weirdness. For a general timeline of corsets, they first became popular in the Middle Ages and Renaissance era as they started to become more commonly worn by European royalty, at that time they were actually referred to as stays or a pair of bodies a pair of bodies because it just stands up on its own oh i hadn't actually thought of it like that it was because they were two separate pieces that laced up at the front and back or the sides like some combination of lacing up so Uh like so like there's they were sometimes two separate pieces that you would lace together oh okay so that's why it's like a pair oh okay They weren't always, sometimes they were just one piece and they would uh, lace up at the back kind of like a corset, but it really depended. Yeah, because I was going to say it would make sense with the name because they do stand up on their own probably, right? Yeah, I actually hadn't considered that that could be a reason, but that, I like that. Even if that's not true, I like that. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) They had more of a cone shape and ended at the waist, sometimes flaring out. Think of the kind you might see at a renaissance fair with the tied on straps. Okay, yeah. I'm going to send you a picture of stays from the 1780s. So this is before Victorian era. Okay, let's take a look. Ooh, okay, that's like medieval times. Like the bottom looks like a flag
1: almost in a sense.
0: Yeah, they're they're very like classic what you think of when you think of like medieval sort of corset looking thing. Yeah, I kind of like that. That'd be really cute. Yeah, and this would have been like underneath clothes, but... Nowadays, it's cute to wear it on the outside. And then this is another photo of stays from the 1780s more close up. So, you can see how there are tons of rows of stitches, like, close together. Yeah. So, that is called cording, and it is partially what gave the stays the firmness they had. Yeah, I was gonna say that. Seems like that would be really sturdy to wear. I would love that. That would just feel like
1: very supportive mm-hmm. you know and for the back as yes, we're getting older
0: you're right on the right track <laughs> i know i've ranted to you about courses before so you know some of this but and it um, kind of looks like fingers at the bottom it's interesting <laughs> Yeah, like, it's, like, to flare out, I guess. At the time, it would kind of end more close to your waist and then flare out so it didn't really, like, cover your hips. Would you say it has any memory at all? Like, let's say, like, you know, with metals, like, you know, the
1: one, like, the thing that I just bought, the whatever the fuck, the bustier? Mm-hmm. And it, like, held that shape when I was wearing my high-waisted pants. Would it, would this hold any sort of shape? I know it's not a metal; It's not going to stay, probably, but...
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, oh, okay. in between some of the rows is actually whalebone, which was the most popular material to use, oh as god. well as later on in corsets because it was whale firm. Bone? Like yes. literal whale, Actual <laughs> whalebone, yeah. Oh my god, that's actually, that's kind of crazy. Because it was firm, but very flexible, and it also shaped itself to the wearer's exact shape when warmed by body heat. So yeah, you're totally right. Oh, that's actually cool. I had no idea. I was
1: <laughs> like... No wonder it held the shape. It's literal bone. Mm-hmm. Cool.
0: Yeah, nowadays you can get synthetic whalebone, but obviously we don't use real whalebone anymore when you like recreate, you know, corsets or stays from the time period. Can't really use Yeah. No, let's just go harvest some whalebone. Like, no, please don't. Also, could you do me a favor? Mm-hmm. Could you just say whalebone um ten times? <laughs> real f- whale whalebone. <laughs> okay, thanks. Um Also, just to point out all those little rows of stitching that you see were entirely by hand. There was no sewing machine. Is that like w- would they have to do that if they were in trouble or something, or is that just an <laughs>
1: enjoyable task? <laughs> this is like old school just... jail time. <laughs> they're like in, <laughs> they're like locked in a room. You must complete this. <laughs> I want to see every stitch. That's so. Are you? Yeah, actually, no. That would you, that would be, be someone's men. job. No. That'll yeah. be your job. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. No, if you zoom in, like you can see that it's obviously not completely Uh equal. Like perfectly like as if it was in a line.
0: Oh, it looks pretty in a line to me, but
1: Yeah, from afar it looks pretty in line, but then when you zoom in, like you can see that the stitches aren't like completely the same length or anything. And There's... they're kind of some of them are crooked. But for okay, I'm judging, <laughs> but I, I can't <laughs> I was even gonna like
0: say. <laughs> i can't even do anything like you saw me try to embroider that one time oh my god yeah but this would take me like months like the people that were doing this were just going just going for it and and for a long time the majority of corsets and stays and that kind of thing were made by women they were designed by women they were sewn by women so it was most likely a woman that did all those stitches oh my god good for her i could not do that at all And then in the early 1780s until about the late 1820s through the Regency period, waistlines rose to be an empire waistline, which is essentially like right under your boobs, very high. So waistlines were essentially hidden. In fact, the skirt portion of the dress wasn't very full, but still a little poofy. So women almost looked pregnant in those dresses. Um, I have a photo to show you of a fashion plate from 1807. This is not a corset it's just what the dresses would have looked like so you get an idea of like it didn't need to be like a crazy tightly singed corset underneath also
1: don't forget like all these photos are posted on our instagram just as a reminder so if you're like what are they looking at okay let's check this out wait huh oh my god that's kind of funny <laughs>
0: Can I say something? Yeah.
1: <laughs> this kind of reminds me of like my first like long term boyfriend out of college. <laughs> or the... when I started college or whatever. And he bought me lingerie. Oh. <laughs> and it was like the most feral lingerie. I'm so sorry, but it was so bad. It was it literally looked like it was super tight. It was a teddy. Oh yeah, yeah. But it, on my body shape, uh no. With a <gasps> G string, I was like, oh honey, this is <laughs> This is interesting. It was uh yeah, it just reminds me of that cuz it's like why the shape is so weird. It literally makes it does not hug you in the right spots. It doesn't hug you at all. Like it hugs under your tits and then just makes a big old blob underneath. Like Yeah, you have to have a certain body type for that for sure. Um No, but I feel like it just doesn't probably look flattering on anyone, whether you're like super skinny
0: or you're thick like me, like I don't know, there are people who really like I think i would say that it's particularly because of jane austen but there are a lot of people who are really into regency style and that's like the era that they make clothes for personally it's not my favorite era but i know that lots of people are into it um that's also like bridgerton time period oh good yeah i'm not into that Um, i mean
1: actually i like it on pregnant women though it's so cute it would
0: be it would be very comfy though
1: like the little like hug under the boobs and then just the big old belly aw
0: i love that Yeah, and for anyone out there that watched Hamilton, you will see this change in the lead female character's clothes. The Skylar sisters start out in these very tight bodices, and then when Eliza is singing Burn, she's in a Regency gown. Like, the the time you know it flashes forward to the 1800s and she's in a dress that's very similar to this oh, I um, feel like only you would uh recognize <laughs> the outfit change and the reasons as to why they did that but I love that for you it is a significantly different dress though because you almost think it's a nightgown but it's not like that's her normal dress <laughs> I love you so much <laughs> So, with these dresses, there was no need to pull in your waist at all. You really just needed support for your boobs, but your stomach could be out and no one would know. So, stays were getting closer to looking like corsets, but they were kind of straight down the body with cups up top. They did still want to show them titties at the time. <laughs> they were, I mean, I'm fine with that. <laughs> they would pop out. Um, I have... Two examples of corsets at this time, one with a full body and one that is almost like a bra. Like sometimes they didn't even bother with having a corset that went like across their stomach because it wasn't gonna be shown anyway. So that is a example, it's it's a definitely a lighter regency corset, but that's essentially what they looked like. They didn't really have much like definition in the waist. Um and then the second one is it almost kind of looks like that the original stays that I was sending you, but just a way shorter version. And more, like, pronounced boob cups.
1: Hmm. It kind of looks like a lunch bag. (laughs) I'm sorry. Also, what is that
0: stain? Ew. Uh, Well, I don't know. I was thinking the first one kind of looks like those baby doll tops from the 2000s. Yeah. Right? It's kind of cute. Aside from the stain. (laughs) Oh, and the second one. Let me see. Ooh, the second one's fun.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that would, like, probably not cover your nipples. (laughs) Yeah, no, it wouldn't
0: cover nipples at all. But, like... Yeah, actually, I don't understand that. Why would that be a thing? Because of the way that the dresses were cut. Like, you can't see it too much in the fashion plate I sent you, but you would kind of, you would want the tops of your boobs to be showing out the top of your dress. Like, nothing insane, well, yeah. but more than you would think that that previous time periods would be okay with titties being out. Oh. I mean, <laughs> that's kind of fun, but <laughs> I did not, I did not know that at all. Yeah, so that was like Regency time, so corsets were still really not like going ham at at going right into your waist or anything like that. So yeah, people had been wearing some sort of stays or corsets for quite a long time at this point, and they weren't really about waist reduction at all. It was just kind of like supportive. The 1830s until the early 1900s, I would say, are when women wore what most people would recognize as a corset. I have one more photo to show you of a corset from 1864. This is more what the corset I'll make to wear under my wedding gown will look like.
1: Ooh. Oh my god. I actually like that. That's like, it just hugs the frame so perfectly. hmm Wow, that's cool. I feel like I would like it more of like a sweetheart neckline though. <laughs> <laughs> like more, yeah, like more rounded at the cups. Yeah, more rounded,
0: less flat and awkward triangular. <laughs> But I like the bottom. (laughs) Usually the corset, like, it did, the top of it might change a little bit, but it was usually going along with whatever the neckline of the dresses would be at the time, because obviously you didn't want your corset poking out um, over your dresses, so it would, no, that's fair. That's actually true, yeah. I don't know. I would just wear it
1: as a shirt.
0: (laughs) 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 They would, yeah, they are cute. As I I love when people wear corsets outside of their clothes, like, no, I, I've. I'm not going to be like, oh, it's historically inaccurate. Like, no, it's cute as hell. I know. I love it. Especially with like just a cute
1: pair of jeans. I like it with like mom jeans. Oh. It's so cute.
0: I'm just like, whoa, like (laughs) dang, you know? I like that. Now, this whole time, we've been assuming that corsets were strictly worn by women. But lots of men also wore stays in corsets (sighs) to slim down their stomachs. Yeah. What? Yep. I had no idea. Yeah, they wouldn't be, like, they wouldn't be waist cinching. They would go with the male figure, but they would definitely, like, if you had a pot belly, you know, suck it in. Here's a corset. Oh my god. They wore them to slim down their stomachs and get a particularly fashionable shape. So it was, like, kind of men that were were particularly into being fashionable would definitely wear corsets. Hmm. But they weren't just for fashion, Stays and corsets were used in the army for hunting and for strenuous exercise, not unlike a weightlifter's belt today. They were indispensable in the military, so they could fit into the tightly tailored uniforms. What? Yeah. like Seriously? T- all the military guys were wearing them, because their uniforms were so tight. That's fucking crazy. It was still the same idea of a corset, like, to sort of cinch everything in and create like a smooth line but it wasn't giving the same shape you know it was giving a different shape for men it was giving like their chests were out and their stomachs were smaller kind of thing and their back was was Mm. straight
1: okay kind of like a cartoon macho man
0: yeah like if you look at fashion plates of victorian men at the time you know their bodies weren't just doing that naturally That's crazy. I actually, I literally had no idea about that. Here is an illustration that is actually exactly what a lot of people picture women getting into corsets was like. (laughs) Yeah, because you see that in, sorry, you see that in uh, like shows and stuff. Movies and stuff, absolutely. Movies, shows, everything. Yeah. (laughs) A man is pulling taut the corset strings with one foot on the corseted man's back in order to rein in a particularly pronounced stomach. Isn't that so
1: great? That is
0: funny. I kinda wanna make that my background to <laughs> lie. <laughs> you can do it put your back into it. <laughs> that song. Okay. So the first misconception I want to dispel is that corsets were not the torture devices a lot of people today assume they were. I know it seems hypocritical in some way to say this after the episode where the Victorians used rat poison in numerous consumable products for a century, but considering the prevalence of corsets for the length of time they were worn, if they were really harming women the way, say, arsenic was, women would not have gone along with wearing corsets every day for most waking hours. Yeah, no, that's true.
1: Well, I don't know. There's a bunch of things that we all kind of do that we don't necessarily love every day, but I guess it's not going to harm us. I know because I heard that... It's so bad in that it, like, broke women's rib
0: cages, and, like, would suffocate them and, like, make them not be able to breathe ever. Yeah, we will definitely be getting into those. I mean, how many women do you know talk about how they love to take off their bra at the end of the day? Everyone? Yeah.
1: And... I don't even wear them. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, do you mind, but... Yeah, underwire? Oh, fuck that. Unless I'm going to an event, like a wedding, (laughs) or...
0: a funeral, I guess.
1: Okay. Or some (laughs) workshops. Now, I seriously
0: don't even wear, I don't wear wires. Yeah. Well, you don't need to. And that's a good thing. I'm not. (laughs) You need to to bitch. (laughs) Big old titty. You're (laughs) blessed. You're welcome. So yeah, like the amount of women that were wearing corsets was like the vast majority of women. Not all women or Victorians were wearing specifically arsenic colored clothing. Yeah. No, that's fair. And speaking of bras, have you ever considered how women supported their busts before bras? Uh did they use like tape? Well no, it was corsets. Bras are a considerably <laughs> <laughs> bras are a considerably new invention. It wasn't until nineteen fourteen, just over a hundred years ago, that the first brasier was patented. Whoa, oh, nineteen fourteen is a good year. <laughs> Yeah, but, like, that's not even that long ago. No. (laughs) Sorry. I
1: remember it well. I remember, like, it was yesterday. I said that to a customer once. I was like, 1914. Wow, what a good year. Or, like, (laughs) 1940-something. And I was like, wow, great year. They're like, what the hell? Anyway. No, that is actually good that they did that. Because... Bras are actually important sometimes, especially if you have breasts like yours, like that would just be, like, <laughs>
0: sorry. Just no. hold up as I was just going to be about my boobs, I guess. Uh, yeah,
1: legendary. <laughs> we'll, we'll actually add a photo of that to the next slide. No. And <laughs> <laughs> you just put a helmet. <laughs> <laughs> no, but for real, like that would suck having bigger breasts like that and
0: not having any support. Oof. So to majorly simplify things, corsets were bras before we had bras. They actually relieve us bigger busted gals from back pain more than the modern bras can. Yeah. Because they're supported from below, not, like, from our shoulders.
1: Yeah, I know. Even with, like, okay, I don't have, like, small boobs, but they're not no. huge. But, like, even me wearing that, like, sometimes when it cuts the top, yeah. like, it's super frustrating. Why don't you wear corsets more?
0: I do on and off. I don't have enough. I have like one that I made that's Edwardian that I wouldn't want to wear all the time. And the other one I have that I bought is, like, under the bus, so it wouldn't support my babies anyway, but yeah. once I get more corsets, I probably will be wearing them more. Yeah, no, I would if I was in your position. Normally, a corset would be made in such a way that every part of your torso would receive the same amount of pressure, so it wasn't, like, super tight on your waist and not as tight on your bust or your hips. It also wasn't very tight to begin with. It was just kind of, like, it would just kind of hold you in. Mm-hmm. It really was just, like, Spanx. Oh, okay. Yeah, like, you can wear spanks and be comfortable it's Spanx not like for your bitties, love it <laughs> yo dm that shit <laughs> and especially when the fashion was to have big poofy skirts of course it took the weight of all those skirts off of your waist and distributed it equally at certain points women were wearing like a lot of skirts to get that kind of poofy look so it actually got quite heavy is that where the crinoline came from that you wear all the time <laughs> It's a derivative of that for sure, but mine is a crinoline from like the fifties. We will, we will be talking about crinolines next episode. Oh (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So like having a corset, then it wouldn't weigh you down. I mean, it would be heavy, but it wouldn't hurt your waist by how heavy it was specifically on your waist. Okay. They also gave back support in general. People with scoliosis sometimes get a brace that is similar to corsets actually like in modern day.
1: Oh well, see that does make sense. Like that's what I'm saying. It supports your back so much. Oh, I should totally wear one. <laughs> it's
0: like a terrible posture. <laughs> yeah, you couldn't have terrible posture wearing a corset. I know. Oh, actually, that's one of my later points. Ooh. <laughs> Bernadette Banner is a YouTuber that focuses on Edwardian and Victorian fashions, and she also happens to have scoliosis, so she has made videos talking about the similarities between her brace and corsets. The video is called, I Grew Up in a Corset, Time to Bust Some Myths. I will link her video in the show notes if you'd like to check it out. It's very cool. Yeah, that is cool. Some personal experience with corsets giving back support, when I was interpreting at the historical park, my corset actually helped me avoid back pain quite a lot. I was hand embroidering, and since you can't slouch in a corset, I wasn't hunched over my work. And when I say you can't slouch, I don't mean in an uncomfortable way. I mean, when you slouch, it doesn't feel like it. Essentially, you let the corset hold you up rather than using your abdominal muscles. I would seriously love that.
1: (laughs) Because I feel like I always try to, like, remind myself, I'm like, don't slouch. And I'm like, oh, God,
0: I am like a hunchback for real like it's so bad i mean a lot of people are today you know know. it's it's hard to keep that good posture but it honestly it feels so nice like you're you go to slouch and it just you're just like held there yeah okay
1: i want to wear yours
0: (laughs) (laughs) so yeah essentially you let the corset hold you up rather than using your abdominal muscles And while that kept me free of back pain, it does bring me to my first potential downside of corsets in the interest of transparency and comparison. If you wear a corset all the time, as in most waking hours, you have to use your abdominal muscles less, which can weaken them over time. Yeah, I was going to say that's probably the downfall of that, though. Yeah, so when long-term corset wearers take them off, they may have trouble supporting themselves. Usually, this means you would have to essentially wean yourself off of wearing corsets, but that's only in extreme cases. As long as you don't wear them every waking hour, it shouldn't be an issue. Yeah, no, that's fair. I believe people recommend that you should at least spend, like, three waking hours out of them at minimum. Um, That's not necessarily the case in Victorian times, but nowadays if you like to wear a corset you know as long as you're giving yourself a couple hours a day where you're using your own muscles then you should be fine
1: <laughs> sets an alarm at like 2 a.m <laughs> okay well obviously they can't do that but <laughs> asks the donkey politely to make as much noise at 2 a.m <laughs>
0: <laughs> the donkey there were definitely women at a later point of the victorian era that insisted on wearing a sleeping corset oh it was usually 1 inch bigger than a daytime corset, so, you know, little leeway, but definitely not a healthy thing to do.
1: No, that would that would be so uncomfortable.
0: Yeah. Ew. There's a lot of accounts of like teenage girls being like my mom forced me to wear a corset at night and it was super painful so like that's fucked up but that's taking it to an extreme you know what yeah. I mean yeah that's not that is not humane I would say there were people who definitely had unhealthy relationships with their corsets like I'm not gonna sit here and say that it was all totally fine but they're just not as extreme as people think they are thanks for debunking these myths <laughs> <laughs> I just I've been the every episode I sit here and go but they don't know about corsets yet oh my god <laughs> Of course you do. Oh, God, Clara. (laughs) And then we have the common horror story of a lady fainting from how tight her corset is. (laughs) Sorry, I don't know why I laughed at that. That was morbid. (laughs) No, it's just a very common, you know, trope in in movies and stuff, for sure. That reminds
1: me. Can I tell you a funny story? Yeah. (laughs) It's not even funny. It's so sad. Okay, do you know Ontario Vocals Festival? Vocals Festival? Yeah, like OVF. No, but just, like, singing? Yeah. Yeah. So, I was in a bunch of choirs back in the day. Anyway, we were in a choir, and the two choirs that were up before us, people fainted because it was so hot, and I'm, like, shitting my pants at this point. I'm like, I better not faint on that motherfucking stage like i do not want to be like that's just embarrassing like mm. sorry for the people that fainted i apologize for you that's not embarrassing but I it's feel not like it actually be embarrassing fa- for that. me
0: it's not actually embarrassing <laughs> but it would feel embarrassing yeah, i like, get that exactly like it's not embarrassing f- that
1: i saw people faint like that's sad for you but if yeah. I was the fainter, mm-hmm. I'd be embarrassed. So I was like, oh, my God. And I, the entire time I'm singing, I was, like, sweating my ass off. <laughs> like, it was so hot. We're all wearing black. The spotlights are on us. They should have opened a door or something. Anyways, when you, any time I hear fainting, all I think is that. Like. It's, oh, what a fun fun memory.
0: Well, you held on. And see, none of you were wearing corsets and you were fainting. I know. Kind of wish I was thinking about it.
1: I could have just sat back and I would have been supported.
0: (laughs) So, Is she fainting? Nope. She's just taking a seat. (laughs) (laughs) This perception of the prevalence of what is called tight lacing, as in pulling a corset so tight that it significantly reduces the wearer's waist measurement, is very misconstrued. First of all, stays and corsets could not have been laced that tightly until the invention of steel grommets, like the holes at the back. Oh, okay. I was like, what the hell is a grommet? (laughs) Where the lace goes through. Okay. Which metal grommets started having widespread use around the 1830s. So before that, the eyelets where the lace would go through to adjust the tightness were hand-sewn, more comparable to small circular buttonholes. The fabric and thread could not have held up over time if corsets or stays were laced so tightly. Yeah, I was just gonna say, because I just pictured that. I'm like, oof, that's gonna rip.
1: Like, <laughs> yeah, you definitely need like some metal hoops. Yeah, it would I just like rip right through. I don't know right what through. the terminology is for that, but you do. <laughs> grommets. Okay, yeah, oops, you already said that. <laughs> no, it's, but yeah. The grommets are the holes themselves or the metal rings? The metal rings. Oh, shit. Yeah. Okay,
0: <laughs> sorry. I believe before they used metal or some kind of material to fill in the hole to keep it more sturdy, yeah. it was called an eyelet. Oh, yes, I've heard that term. I think that's, like, technically your shoes. Where your laces go through your shoes is an eyelet, right? That is where I've heard it from, because, yeah. yeah. (laughs) No, it took me a second to remember the term for it. I believe grommets are specifically, they don't have to be metal, but they have to be, like, something is inserted in the hole to make it, like, strong. More stable, Yeah. yeah. I have a photo here of a corset from 1825 to 1835, and if you zoom in, you can see the stitched eyelets where the lace goes through let's see this baby i even wrote eyelets i did write eyelets down that's so funny (laughs) like wait a minute i did know that
1: okay yeah oh yeah that's just a bunch of stitching isn't it Mm -hmm. that's interesting the way that they tied that up oh god i would feel so like just claustrophobic in my clothes like no if things can't slip on slip off easy like that's why i wear blundstones that's why i get Mm. super anxious in skates (laughs) because
0: i'm like it's just attached to you you know yeah it well Ugh. it was also around um i mean you've seen my corsets where the front where the front has that sort of closure like you can open up the front of it yeah that was invented around the 1850s and that meant that Ooh! oh Shit. no oh god oh the candle's going off oh
1: my god Okay, so this is going to be a good year because we are going to manifest. Oh my god. I'll actually take a video of this and then we can post it. She's really popping off.
0: You might be able to hear that on the mic. I know, do you want me to... Oh my god. Oh. We have a candle burning for um, Hecate that's just popping off right now. It's just literally lit up so... We hand rolled a beeswax candle.
1: And I put a bunch of herbs on it as an offering for uh, Hecate, or Hecate. And uh, it is literally burning so hard and it's getting all over the obsidian arrowheads. <laughs> it's fine.
0: <laughs> not the obsidian arrowheads. Not the comb drop button. As long as it doesn't set off the fire alarm. Knocking on what? It's not gonna... Like, it's burning real fast. Oh. oh, my God. Did it just fly out of the tray? No. Okay. It burns... This is a nice picnic blanket, so I will be upset if it does, but if that's what Akate wants. That's <laughs> what she's gonna get. Jesus. I don't remember where we stopped. Me that <clears throat> uh, We talked about the stitched eyelets where this goes through. Black top, big t-shirt, Billy (laughs) Okay, (laughs) I've had a little bit of food. I'm feeling good. That was pretty good, though. Um, Yeah, we just paused for a sec because the candle was just going wacko. It was going wacko. (laughs) Oh, Oh, no, all my stims are coming out. No, that was fair. That was a weird phrasing of me. (laughs) That was like, oh, my God, I don't know. Another reason why we think Victorian women were so cinched that they were breathless was Photoshop. This is something that I brought up last week about corsets, actually. Photos have been doctored since before the camera was invented. If you see a photo of a lady in a corset with an impossibly tiny waist, check the background. Most likely, it is blank around the waist area, which would make it much easier to color over the sides of the corset to give the illusion of a much smaller waist. I have a photo here where you can see that they definitely painted over the waist. Ooh, okay, let me see.
1: You can literally see where they they colored. Yeah. That looks ridiculous. Like, nobody looks like that. I don't understand the whole fad situation. Like, there's so many fads that happen that, like, are so unrealistic. It's just disgusting.
0: It It was a very exaggerated silhouette and a lot of fashion plates at the time. Like, the proportions that they drew... I mean, even nowadays, like most times when you see, you know, like a sketch someone does of, a, of an outfit, mm-hmm. it's, it's not real human like being proportions. It's made for Barbie. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, though. Really, yeah. Like, you know, stuff from the 50s, it's an exaggerated human form. So weird. I say that Photoshop existed before photos were invented because most paintings have been altered from reality in some way. Paintings we have today of kings and queens are more than likely tweaked from reality. I mean, if you're the artist and the queen tells you to give her clear skin, or the king complains to you that he made his stomach too pronounced so you change it, of course you're painting an idealized version of them, right? Yeah, I know, that's true.
1: But it just makes me sad that, I mean, I get it, like, I'm not comfortable in my own skin sometimes, but it just makes me sad that you're, like, wanting other people to edit that and all. I don't
0: know. I mean, that's just been a thing for a very, very long time, right? Yeah. I've also heard people claiming that women used to get ribs removed to make themselves even smaller in a corset. Have you heard that? Okay, so yes, I have heard that, but also
1: like surgery back then. Exactly. Um,
0: that you doesn't got make it. logical sense if you sit down for a moment and think about that. Yeah, you are 100% on the right track. Thank you. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> That myth has absolutely no basis for it. There is no evidence of such a procedure taking place, and surgery at the time was a very new practice and incredibly life-threatening.
1: Yeah, like, imagine also, like, there's no anesthesia. There's no anything. So you're going to raw dog a surgery like that. You're just going to be like, oh, here, just slice it open and crack that out of me. And then just, like, sew my skin back up. Thanks. Like, what? No, that is so... I feel like people just always think so many fucking irrational things without sitting down for a moment and just really thinking about like the logistics of it you know.
0: Yeah like ribs are surprisingly malleable like they can kind of be compressed without it being dangerous or anything like that but I do and you know we can talk more about this at the end but I do think that people and and we're guilty of this in previous episodes as well like we like to think that we've come far as a society and therefore the people before us were stupider than us and like did stupider things which is definitely true in some regards but like humans have always been smart to some degree there have been lots of clever things that have happened in every you know century millennia decade so obviously people have made a lot of mistakes throughout history but there's also things that once you actually look at the context even like nowadays it may s- make no sense what they did that but when you look at the context of it there actually was a reason and it actually made sense yeah no no i know i know there's definitely some things back in the day that we could even learn from i would say like, absolutely maybe reintegrate but not this one but <laughs> no i just think- in general though I think for some people, of course, this could actually be more beneficial. They're not for everyone. You know, it's like veganism. That may be healthier for some people. It may not be healthier for others. Yeah, it's like every every health decision, for sure. Or just decision in general. <laughs> yeah. For all individuals. Exactly. But yeah, you did not seek out surgery unless you were already in extreme pain. Like, it was a super last resort. Yeah. There was no cosmetic, you know, no, none of that. Like they
1: would probably have to, like, tie you down and stuff. So
0: oh, yeah. So you don't, like, fucking i don't know grab the surgeon and they didn't really like pay attention to germs yet so the chances that you'd catch an infection and die after because the doctor didn't wash their grimy ass hands and they'd use that saw on five other people in the you know five other people and never cleaned it oh god they're probably here's like the bottle of vodka just all over the wounds (laughs) probably be better yeah they, no, but they didn't even know to do that because they didn't know that there was germs that could harm you. Oh, that's such a weird concept. Yeah. Oh, my God. We'll definitely talk about that one day because that is fucked up. Yeah. And that brings me to my final point to dispel the rumors of fainting spells. Have you heard the term fainting couch before, Sabrina? Fainting couch? Yes. <laughs> no. Oh, really? Not really. It's referring to like the day beds that were prevalent in the Victorian era you know? No, you never heard fainting couch? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. That's a, it's a kind of common phrase really? to use to refer to. They're like those kind of like, what are they called? Like, like, like satays, like day beds, like. Um, no, like I, I've definitely seen them at Ikea.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cause there's ones with backs, there's ones without backs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just like a
0: longer Yeah, just Yeah. Like just like a lounge, like yeah. a lounge. But yeah, a lot of people refer to them as fainting couches. But the term fainting couch was actually first used in the 1960s. So at the time, they were not referred to as as fainting couches, if it was from the Victorian era. So weird. There is certainly a lot of media from the Victorian time period and later media that was set in the Victorian time period that has at least one woman swooning or fainting at any level of distressing news. (laughs) But historians believe this was mostly a literary device meant to indicate something dramatic happened. Oh, okay. Well <laughs> Yeah, so it's it's, it's like a over exaggeration. Like sure women were fainting, but it was it was kind of like this is a whole other topic, but it was kind of fashionable to appear like sickly and frail at one point. <laughs> so it really had nothing to do with corsets. They were just fainting because they were just like so dainty and frail that they just fainted and you told them a surprising fact. <laughs> <laughs> Walk into the room, faint. <laughs> what was that you said faint
1: <laughs> Ooh, an olive faint <laughs>
0: Sorry. so yeah those books are media that like have that as a it's it's mostly a literary device meant to just convey like this is shocking news that doesn't necessarily mean that there were actually women that were fainting all the time
1: yeah i was gonna say like maybe anyone if you tied it too tight potentially obviously
0: yes and we will get to that yeah but um the one I always think of, it, she doesn't necessarily hear shocking news, but I do always think of in Pirates of the Caribbean, you know when Elizabeth Swan they tighten her corset really tight and then she like faints over the wall and like falls into the water and shit. Yeah, yeah, that's the one that I think of a lot. <laughs> hey, so this is Clara and Sabrina in the future. Hi. <laughs> And we have decided that this episode is definitely way too long. We? It was me. I decided it. Sorry. (laughs) I knew it was. I just didn't know where to cut it in half, but we really have to. Yeah. (laughs) So we're going to cut it into two parts. My bad, guys. I promise most episodes will be way shorter after this umbrella of topics. I just... Can't contain myself about corsets, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) So next week, we will release the second half of this, where we dispel more myths, talk about children's corsets and pregnancy corsets, and explain why we stopped wearing corsets. So... With that being said, that brings us to the end of our fifth episode. Thank you so much if you've continued listening. And if you want to hear more about the weirdest aspects of the Victorian era, please subscribe and leave us a review. You can find us at Conjuring Curiosities on Instagram and TikTok. I will have the photos from this episode posted. If you have any suggestions for future topics you want to hear covered, or if you want some spiritual advice answered by Sabrina, send us a DM on the podcast accounts. We also have an email now, conjuringcuriositiespodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com, if you'd prefer to send us questions there. My personal social media accounts are Clara's Vintage Closet on both Instagram and TikTok, and mine's Modern Witch Alchemy on Instagram and TikTok as well. Thanks again for listening, and stay curious. Conjuring Curiosities is researched and edited by Clara Herbert, with spiritual advice provided by Sabrina the Modern Day Witch. All sources are listed in the show notes. Our disclaimer is written and narrated by John Kennedy and our theme music is Pumpkin Hollow by Pecan Pie.